1: We serve all of Illinois, and we're also happy to meet with you and provide most legal services virtually. This is the second part of a
0: three-part series discussing the basics of guardianship. I'm going to discuss court preparation in this video. So, if the guardianship is valid, the applicant or his or her counsel must prepare the following after receiving the report from the guardian ad litem. One, petition for appointment of guardian. The petition is the formal request to the court for the appointment of a guardian. Two, notice of rights a list of the respondent's rights in plain language. Three, the summons. The document that, if properly served, gives the court authority over the respondent. Four, notice to interest parties. A notice sent to the person with a disability, immediate relatives, the proposed guardian, and the person with whom the the person with a disability lives, informing them of the guardianship proceedings date, location, and time so that they may attend. Five, an order, a form containing a proposed order that the court will sign if it determines that the guardianship is necessary. Six, oath of office, the designated guardian's official agreement to act as guardian. Seven, a bond, a financial guarantee that you will pay for any harm to the estate up to a certain amount. It's possible that a surety would be needed. Eight, statement of rights. This form is required in Cook County and many other Illinois counties to inform the newly adjudicated ward of his or her rights, including the ability to discharge the guardian or change the guardianship order. So, what actually happens after all the paperwork is prepared? Well, a physician's report is filed with the petition for the appointment of a guardian. The clerk stamps the warrant, which includes a copy of the petition, and normally gives it to the sheriff to send to the person with disabilities. Special provisions should be made for a court order allowing someone other than the sheriff to give the court papers to the suspected disabled person. If the person is concerned that the arrival of a sheriff may upset him or her or if he or she moves to another county after the case is filed but before the papers are delivered, this option might be sufficient. It can also be done in order to save money on sheriff's fees. Each person whose name and address appear in the petition receives a notice with a copy of the petition attached. This includes the proposed guardian, the person with whom the alleged disabled person lives, and any actual acting guardian of the alleged disabled person. When filing the case with the court, it is a good idea to have at least two additional copies of both documents. This is in addition to the additional petition copies that will be added to the summons, as well as other notes and copies for the petitioner's file. It's also worth noting that the court requires original documents, some can only obtain copies. Within 30 days of the petitions filing, the court clerk or the judge should schedule a hearing. At least one witness will be required to testify at the guardianship hearing to support the need for guardianship. Unless the alleged person with disabilities challenges the appointment of a guardian or there is any other (coughs) exceptional situation, witnesses are rarely called in Cook County. Even if there is no contest in other counties, the judge can require a witness to prove the case. Until the court orders it, the doctor is not required to testify. A nurse, educator, social worker, or nursing home administrator, for example, may be a witness. If it's unclear if a witness is needed, it's best to have one on hand just in case, usually. The alleged disabled person has the right to attend the hearing. The court and guardian ad litem should be notified if the individual wants to attend Has mobility or transportation issues. Thanks for watching. To learn more about the basics of guardianship for incapacitated adults, check out our article linked below. Be sure to leave any questions you have in the comments and subscribe for more legal content
1: daily. Hello again, this is Kevin O'Flaherty from O'Flaherty Law. I hope you enjoyed the video and podcast. If you did, we'd love it if you'd subscribe to our channel. If you need legal help in this or any other area of law, please do not hesitate to reach out and schedule a consultation. Most consultations are free and all can be conducted remotely if you'd like. Please email us, book online, or call us at 630-324-6666. We have many locations for your convenience and we serve all of Illinois. So thanks again for watching.